Hello, Gemini friends. I'm Annie Botticelli, and welcome to my Gemini January 2024 astrology horoscope forecast. This is for you if Gemini is your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign, or any other Gemini placement you're listening for. What we're going to talk about here is part of your astrological picture. And if you're very late degree Gemini friends, so birthdays around June 15th through the rest of the sign, or Gemini degrees, 23 degrees through the rest of the sign, I suggest you additionally listen to my cancer report as your very late degree friends will benefit from both readings. I'm calling the theme of the month for Gemini's golden treasure beyond measure. And that does relate to financial treasures. And it also relates to some other treasures. This is a very all encompassing statement and we'll go into all the details as well as giving you important things that you need to know to make this month the best possible. That is my goal for you. For my friends who are visual learners or who want to learn astrology, I'm going to flash the chart that I'm using it's a Western Placidus chart, although I do refer to some whole house aspects as well. Um, I'm going to flash that on the screen here. If you're on YouTube, you can take a picture of that. If you're in the podcast version, you can find Annie Botticelli on YouTube, the syndicated report, and you can see the visuals. And then after this moment, I'm going to go back to the pretty slideshow so that you can, you know, if you're not interested in looking at the chart, then you don't have to. And hopefully that will speak to everybody's needs. Okay, so there are a lot of things that we need to talk about, things to be aware of. If you are a person who doesn't follow the weather and then you suddenly find yourself in a rainstorm, maybe you love to be in a rainstorm and you don't care and you don't, and it doesn't bother you that you didn't know ahead it was going to rain. But if you're listening to a report for astrology, maybe it makes more sense that you are a person that is interested in knowing what may come your way so that you can be prepared for it. And it is my goal to help you be prepared by telling you the kind of things that will go on because you may be, make different decisions based on that information, which can help you to be more free and happy and align with the natural rhythms of the universe. So first thing to know this month is that just like December, we still have a lot of energy in Sagittarius. And this is really, really good news for Gemini because this is your, your other, your other uh, friend here, you know, your polarity, your, you could call it the opposite, but in so ways it's similar. Um, you know, this is, this is your other half, your other whole in astrology. The Gemini and Sagittarius are opposing and connecting in synergistic forces. And so whenever the planets go through here, it really breathes life into everything that makes you who and how you are. It's a time that's super busy. It's super communicative. It's super mobile. There's a lot of movement. There's a lot of interacting. A lot of things that Geminis tend to love will be happening in December and January, especially the beginning of January. And as they happen, they will give you inspiration, um, you know, vibrance and vision. This new year also will feel like a new year in many ways, even though Mercury is going direct just on the first day and it takes a little while for Mercury to kind of get clear. You will feel that too. And I do talk about that more in the sister report to this report, which is a general report. Okay. So if you look for, just look in the notes underneath the video or podcast or search for Annie Botticelli, January, 2024, Wolf Moon Boom, then you can you can listen to the sister report to this one, and it will give you a lot of other information that you need to know. I'm going to focus on a lot of Gemini-specific things in this particular report, but you don't want to miss the other one. Okay, so a couple of reasons why it'll feel like a new year, even though Mercury is a little sleepy for at least the first half, is because Jupiter, the ruler of Sagittarius, which is still dominating here at the beginning of the month, just went direct at the end of December. 
So that means you will have noticed starting in December, maybe a sensitive person might have started noticing this in even November, that the energies that went to sleep like September-ish might start waking up. So if you have been apathetic, not as inspired, not as interested, um, your big visions and big dreams, you just didn't really care about them as much, or big projects you were working on just sort of fizzled away, you'll notice a lot of those projects coming back and roaring. And in that way, it will feel very new because you'll have this, this new vibrance and attention and things will just kind of feel like, wow, they're moving forward in a big way. Also, the reason why it will very likely feel like a new year is be- even though it's kind of an arbitrary time, right? This was chosen. <laughs> We're not going to get into the history of the Gregorian calendar, but astrologically, the new year is in March when the sun goes into Aries. And it does feel like a new year there with all those initiation energies, you know, but we have this as a new year and sometimes it doesn't always feel like a new year, but this year I think it will because Jupiter's waking up, but also because we cleared so much karma in that wrap up of the Taurus Scorpio eclipse cycle that really hung over us like this heavy emotional cloud for September, October, November, that now as we're getting away from those energies and the integration phase has begun, it will really feel like you are in a new way of life. Okay. So this is, this is a very big deal and it can be very exciting. This period of time features relationships. If you're looking at the visual, look to the right of the chart, look for the seven um, in that yellow band of one through 12 that denotes the seventh house houses in astrology or fields of experience we have as humans. And the seventh house is all about relationships. So for Gemini, when there are planets in Sagittarius, that crowds your house of relationships. So Venus, Ceres is that little question mark. Um, Venus or Mercury, rather Mars are all floating through the energies of your relationship space. And that means that it's going to be very much about connecting with other people, working with them on projects, deepening your bonds, deepening your relationships, meeting new contacts, and going deeper in with the people that you already know. So it will be very social. It will be where you're feeling you're, you're a part of something with somebody. And any isolationism or any feeling like you're alone in something, this is going to be a time for great togetherness. So, you know, and this will be true all month. And even, you know, this will progress into months from now as well. Now as the, okay, so Jupiter rules Sagittarius, there's all these Sagittarius energies, it's all open and free and broad and solution oriented. So all of that's happening. It can also be exhaustive. Okay, so that's the one thing to watch when we have placements 180 degrees away from ours, um, like Gemini has at this time, is it can really make you tired. So of course, Gemini has to protect their respiratory tract, um, protect your wrists, you know, um, carpal tunnel types of things, because, you know, you might be typing a lot, communicating a lot, you might be, um, and you'll be speaking a lot, and you'll probably be around a lot of people and around a lot of germs. Okay, so just, those are things to watch out for with this, because that area is under special duress. Okay, so now as those planets, um, Venus, Mercury, and Mars will move into Capricorn and join the sun and also join the new moon in Capricorn, which is on January 11th, all of that energy brings your focus back to discipline, building new structures for the new month, for the new year, assessing the last year and seeing what elements you want to bring in and what you want to build new, and putting together a skeleton that will be the foundation of what you build from for the next year and beyond. Okay, so that's what this time is all about. 
this energy of Capricorn is very much about business, employment, money, ambition. And as the month progresses, as we get to January 21st, we're back in that open window, free and clear for your big decisions. So basically the time until January 21st, and you'll feel it. Okay. There's a point of point of delineation after January 1st, between January 1st and January 21st, Mercury is direct and now moving back to gain its original speed before it went retrograde. And you'll feel like at the phasing out, you know, if you just kind of imagine in November, we were going straight on the highway or like on a fast road. And then at the end of November, after Thanksgiving, we had to slow down to make a U-turn. That's when the shadow period of retrograde started. December 12th, we went into retrograde until January 1st. Everything was inward, backward, not a time to push, not a time to launch, not a time to force. You made your webs. You were waiting for stuff to come to you. Now, January 1st, you're, and you know, comes Mercury goes direct. Jupiter's just recently gone direct. You feel yourself mobilizing to take action. And as the month progresses, you'll start to have the energy and the circumstances to do that. So by January 21st, we're back in the open window, free and clear from personal plant retrogrades. And, um, if you're interested in the, uh, 2024, um, retrograde, I, I basically put together for my secret star portal, a retrograde calendar. And I also take into consideration um, some other factors, but I basically show you where the periods free and open periods free from personal planet retrogrades are so that you know the whole year ahead where you're going to launch your big things and where you're going to chill in the backdrop and be the spider and let food come to you, which is what the retrogrades have us do. Uh, so you can kind of know that ahead of time and you can see that at AnnieHelpsYou.com. Look for the secret star portal. But in any case, I'll tell you now for January that that window opens January 21st. Okay. So if you have to do big things, it's your time. Now, the energies of Capricorn light up the eighth house for Gemini. You can see that if you're looking at the visual as those Sag placements, those ones with the red arrow over there onto the right, they're going to move into the eighth house. That's going to be about legacies, inheritances emotional connections, power, power struggles in some case, um, psychology, the mystery of the unknown, anything having to do with really deep spiritual healing and very deep connections with others, including romantic connections, familial connections, financial connections. So you're entering a time as the month progresses, where those things are going to really be front and center, and you'll be seeing a lot of opportunities there. And you might also see the this storyline of power and control. You know, Scorpio energy rules those domains. And so you may kind of find yourself in the midst of some family or other, um, you know, sort of like a chess game. You may start to feel like you're a chess game and people may be trying to either make you as a pawn in the chess game or you may be one of the bigger players in the chess game. But there's some element of strategy and there's some element of you can kind of start to notice that there's this bigger picture. And so if you have to do things like legacy planning, inheritance planning, money topics, the buying or selling of family uh, resources, this will be a very good time that's supported by this, um, by these energies. So now Gemini has entered a long-term time where Pluto is going to be accentuating your ninth house. The ninth house that's ruled by Sagittarius, which has to do with adventure, 
teaching, learning, education, languages. And you will see all those energies coming up very strongly this month in a short-term way because of all of the Sagittarius placements we mentioned before. You may find a perfect school program. You may find yourself getting back into school. You may find yourself writing, writing, publishing, playwriting, you know, anything having to do with the creation of a tangible work of some kind of material, usually involving words. Okay. Sometimes this can be other things, singing or other things can be, can be in this division of, of expression, but generally it involves words. Okay. This is a very wordy sort of placement. So you're entering basically a couple of decades where writing and teaching and learning and languages and international travel are going to be one of the main ways that you transform the world and that you are transformed by the world. So that's just a little aside. You, if you're looking at the visual of this, you can see Pluto is a little in the top right, little semi half circle with a circle and a cross. It's like um, reddish brown there. Pluto takes a long time to move around. So whenever it's somewhere, it's there for a really long time. And the fact that it's not quite in Aquarius at this moment is not relevant because on the cusp like that, it's affecting it even though it's one degree away. So the golden treasures without measure, um, you know, a lot of it is pertaining to this eighth house, this eighth house, the energy of the legacies, the energy of the inheritances, the energy of other people's money. So, you know, there's something very important going on here, but this can also relate to winnings. This can relate to lotto. I'm not an advocate of gambling, especially if there's any level of addiction to it. But if you buy, you know, if you get a nudge and you buy a scratch off or a ticket every once in a while, and it's not interfering with anything, you know, your responsibilities, this would be a time to do that because it's really, really strong energy for finding money, winning things, getting a loan, getting, having someone just give you money, getting venture capital, you know, the physical or let's say material financial treasures for Scorpio. I mean, for um, Gemini, because of this house of Scorpio are really, really, really front and center at this time. That's why I'm titling, you know, titling it golden treasure beyond measure. So this, this financial house is really blowing up <laughs> in a really, really, really big way. But I did also say at the beginning that the golden treasure without measure or beyond measure is also beyond the material. Okay. It's in the immaterial. It's in the ethereal. And I referred to that a little bit earlier when we were talking about different attributes of the eighth house, you know, the spiritual, the psychological, the mystery, the chance for you to have spiritual breakthroughs is really, really amplified at this time. And feeding into this storyline is Jupiter moving through your 12th house. Now, I mentioned earlier that at the end of December, Jupiter went direct. So in May of 2023, Jupiter moved into Gemini's 12th house. If you're looking at the visual, you can look in the top left corner, look at the 12 in the yellow circle there, and then Jupiter looks like a fancy four. And Jupiter was pretty much going to be accentuating that house from May 2023 to May 2024. But at the end, you know, from September until the end of December, Jupiter was in retrograde. So sometimes the blessings or the forward mo movement from its, its being there is not felt as much when it's in the retrograde. So now you will feel the energy of Jupiter through the 12th. So what does that mean? Jupiter through the 12th means this is a time, a year, May to May, 2023 to 2024, of expanding your spiritual vision and finding your inner treasures. 
This could be turning off gene sequences that are affecting your physical health. This could be healing patterns of ancestral psychological um, duress or issues. This can be meditating. And I know of all the signs, Gemini may have the hardest time meditating. So, but you also may need it the most. This is a time where your intuition may be flowing out of control and you getting your your system with your intuition. This could be a one year in twelve in the 12 year cycle of Jupiter um, landmark time where you connect into your intuition in a, in a bigger way. This could be a time for healing psychologically and healing addictions and facing fears and just getting past them. A lot of times the anticipation or the naming or getting down to what it is that you're actually afraid of is harder than it is, you know, once you actually realize what you're working with. So profound psychological healing to access that golden treasure inside of you is, um, you know, is what really wants to happen, not just in this month, but through May of 2024. And for those of you, the later you are in the Gemini sign, the longer this will be true for you in the Placidus chart. Okay. The Placidus chart, um, will shift as your degree or section of Gemini shifts. So, um, yeah. So those of you later in the sign may have this opportunity for even longer, but you all have it now. Okay. So even if you meditate for two minutes or, you know, whatever you do to try to train your unruly mind and just connect in with yourself instead of, you know, engaging in avoidance behaviors or distractions is going to really enrich your, your life and your world, solve a lot of problems for you and add a lot of happiness, joy, and productivity. Okay. So I told you that you have the new moon in Capricorn on July 11th. Another big date to note is, or, um, did I just say July 11th, January 11th, goodness. Um, so on January 25th, we have, and the days around it, we have that full moon, the wolf moon. Now, if you want to know more about this moon, I'm not going to dive deep into it in this, um, but you can look in the notes under the podcast or video or search for Annie Botticelli, January, 2024, wolf moon, boom. And you will find my for all signs video on this topic. This is a doozy. There are definitely things you want to know um, because we've got Mars squaring Chiron at the same time as Pluto in this conjunction opposition energy with the full moon. So all of the fullness and completion and fruition and drama of a fire sign full moon is there. And these, you might see this fruition accomplishment, you know, topics like children, dating, romance, creativity, being in the limelight, um, things involving your heart or your circulatory system as the Leo rules that as well. Anything having to do with your passions or pleasures or your bucket list, things you've always wanted to do. All of those can come to a completion or fruition. If you're a person who has pleasures to the point of addiction, this could be a time where you come front and center with the severity of something that you have going on. And so this is not a time for excess. This is a time where if you have been doing excessive things, that you doing those things now could result differently in a very final way, if you know what I mean. So just really please be extra careful. And this may be a time to get help with something instead of, um, you know, being excessive and getting yourself in, into a problem. But this could be very good, positive things, but there is definitely going to be a stress point 
because Mars, the god of war, and Chiron, the wounded healer, is in a square. And Pluto, you know, rules power and volatility and control and birth and death and transformation is involved. So I gave you a couple of dates. If you like the dates and you will love to know, because there are like, wow, a lot of nice aspects this month. And I outlined my favorite ones, including a few at the end of the month. I'm hoping that the ones at the end of the month will smooth over this kind of, you know, nuisance in the, in the days around the 25th. And really it's very powerful. I'd say the 20th through the 30th of the month. So basically the 20th through the rest of the month you know, you're going to feel the pressures there, but we do have some really nice aspects at the end of the month. And if you'd like to know my favorite aspects, more to be aware and careful of a write up of the month um, in a general way, you can go to anniehelpsyou.com. Join my free VIP community by putting your email address and name there. You'll also get access to my 28 day virtual coaching program. It's a massive amount of self-development work for free. You'll get my monthly astrology education um, newsletter. You'll get my alerts about the transits and certain things to be awareful and careful of. You'll get my January 2024 astrology newsletter. And that is um, the one that I'm referring to here. So when you get the welcome letter from signing up, then you would just go to the archives and look for January 2024 if you missed it, because I send it out. I'll send it out here at the end of November. At AnnieHelpsYou.com, you can also join my secret star portal. That's exclusive content, including um, my written horoscopes are there now, deep dive into Jupiter and Taurus for each sign, my Saturn and Pisces, basically a year and a half worth of content um, archived and new stuff every month. You can see that there at AnnieHelpsYou.com. And you can also see my Astrology Basics course and my Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery course. If you love how I teach and you want to learn and you want a comprehensive education system that will help you to actually do readings. I know many, many people who've been studying astrology, some even longer than I have, and they have a hard time pulling it into a cohesive fashion to know what to talk about in the allotted time and how to actually earn money from that. So I'm the master of that. This is something I've been doing really, really long time, and I'm really good at that, and I can teach you how to do it. So you can see all that at AnnieHelpsYou.com. I hope you have a wonderful start to your new year, a wonderful month, and I'll see you next month. Bye.